You don't get it? You don't, what do you mean you don't get waiting on fries? Hopefully the customer never hears waiting on fries, but all this time on the entree and it's perfectly executed and then you're it's like, ready to go. I forgot to fire the fries. I just always use that when I forgot to put somebody's order in and I was like, hey, I'm just waiting on the fries. It's going to be two more minutes. Realistically, I come back 10 minutes with the food. Exactly. <laughs> they just know that their food's not there and the service said they're still waiting on fries. I guess we're just waiting on fries. <laughs> we are back. Back. Good to be back. Oh, we took a week off. Another week, another dollar, another table, another work effort. Another round of Warzone. Another round of Warzone for the kid, because I may or may not be addicted. I'm taking another week off after next week, by the way. Oh, okay. okay. You know, vacation COVID. Yeah. Got to do it. Mexico. Tickets are cheap. Presenting sponsor, still Smokehouse. Smoke Squad, 10% off. That's the only dollars that are in this thing. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Loving it. So I, I was working and I realized something that really, really impacts business right now. What would that be? Rain, dude. When it rains, it's over for us for the most part. When it rains, it pours. Nobody's trying to come out. <laughs> Nobody's trying to have a blast. When, it's, when it rains, it pours. That's deep. You know? <laughs> Thank you for that. You're welcome. E- everyone's kind of just looking for a reason to get outside and enjoy life. Hey, we were talking to Kyle and he even said this will be the real, the real test when we get some weather now because we've had... Really nice weather, days. you know, coming into the summer and then the last week and a half or so has been really crappy weather. How was your last week and a half then? Uh, cra- crappy, kind of crappy. <laughs> well, for, for, the, for the indoor part of it. So, okay. we, you know, we opened up whenever we opened up. So now we're uh, probably like three weeks ago now. Yeah, it's about three weeks in. So mm-hmm. we're about three weeks in. We'll open up indoor dining that first week. We had a nice, nice jump. Then the weather went down yeah. and so did the indoor dining kind of kind of slid back down. But the. The take takeout number has been steady, so that wasn't affected too much. But the weather is definitely going to make a play right now, especially everybody's more comfortable with eating outside. Yeah. So when it's when outside is not attainable, the numbers definitely go way back down. Well, people want to get their tan on. They want to get sexy. They want to feel like they're accomplishing something while they're actually eating. I don't, I don't think that's what yeah, it is. I don't, I don't think, think that's people, what it is either. Yeah, it's people want to be outside because it's I enjoy fresh the environment air. Of outside. I'm yeah. just providing it's, reasons you know, why people safer, go outside. Whatever. Like. In fact, we have to leave the front, the front door, the front window, garage door window wide open so we get a nice cross breeze and we get a good amount of fresh air inside. And that way we're not circulating old stale air, old stale air inside the restaurant. So if you you are whirlwinds through the restaurant, yeah, if you are eating in here, you get nice air. One of the things that we've read and we've heard with the, with the COVID spreading or whatever, however you want to say that, is that. In places that are recirculating air conditioning, if you don't have filtered air right. or you're getting new air, put it back into the building, you're basically taking out old air and just pushing it back down on people. So it it um, increases, the, increases probability of, the probability of yeah. the spread. And that's part of the – there's theories that that's part of the problem in Florida because there's so much air conditioning there mm. that people are kind of going in, getting the air conditioning. That's I don't know if that's true or not. Maybe the fact that Disney World is open <laughs> – Blows my mind. Hey, man, Mickey Mouse, Mickey Mouse needs money, too. Blows my mind. But anyway, we leave the front door open to get fresh air, cross-ventilation, so that we're pulling in fresh air and blowing out fresh air instead of recirculating yeah. stale air. And it just feels a little better. I mean, it gets a little hot when it's humid and rainy, but it's better than... It's better than the alternative. I saw a chart that actually showed when Disney shut down originally because of XX amount of cases versus now when they've reopened Disney with now the XX amount of cases... <laughs> And the difference, it looks like a Bitcoin chart. Like, it started off real small, but we shut Disney down. And now that we're at a height, we're like, 
Yeah, let's, let's open go. Disney back up. Open Disney back <laughs> up. You know, yeah. let's let's get it, the money flowing. It legit blows my mind that Disney World is open. Yeah, it's Com- kind of crazy. Completely. Uh, obviously, they have a stock to try to defend. They had 15,000 cases yesterday in Florida. 15. Crazy. Florida is once again the last stock. Yesterday. I wonder why. 15,000 cases. Now, at our height, we had 12,000. Yeah. And now, even with these places opening up like Disney, uh, also across Florida, you can't sit at bars anymore and they're shutting bars down. Yeah. And it's like, all right, is Disney going to follow and have to re shut down again as time continues going on here? It's possible. But, you know, as the weather here is not going to be as hot as it once was, we're going to go into winter times. Are we still going to have people coming out to eat? Or is that going to kind of just fall off as well? I mean, if your business facilitates outdoor dining when it gets colder, like you guys had those heaters out in Nuro, you can make the most out of it. It is limited to, though. The, like, the, the heaters are only going to go so far. Yeah, but Once I mean, even if you a, make it a uh, comfortable environment for, like, one or two people, that's more than you had without it, you know? Well, like, you can't open for one or two people. Yeah. You're not going to open for one or two. You know. It yeah. all depends on the landscape, to be honest. And I, I think what a lot of people don't realize is right now, we're in the summer, we're opened up halfway, we're doing moderate numbers, people are out because they feel more comfortable being out in the summer and you can do things outside and get outside, you know, or whatever. But if we're not if we're not in a better place as far as the numbers go and the safety overall feel of safety is by the winter time, we're gonna see some dark times in winter time. I'll be surprised if we have to go back to, you know, some form of what we were in in March. Yeah. I just saw a local to us and another spot that has multiple locations just declared bankruptcy also, Big and Olive. I didn't know that. Yep, just saw that up on the Instagrams today, just things being reported. So, you know, if guys can't hold on even right now where it is summer and people want to be out having food and they're coming out kind of in droves to get out of the house and they feel safer outside eating, what's going to happen? Well, I mean, that's the pivot, you know. that's We've talked a lot in the last three, four episodes and we'll be back about pivoting and adapting and all that stuff. And it's, you know, that's the fight we're going to have right now. We got to do that. Yeah. We can't just keep harping on the negative part of it. That's like every time we go, no. oh, this is happening. This is happening. I mean, we're in this world now. We've been doing it for four months. We got to stop. Everybody's going to have to stop complaining about it and learn how to learn how to live in it. Learn how to you thrive know? in it. It's the, possible. It's the great part possible. about our system is that you have the ability to change it up. You got to read the you got to read the room feel what people are doing and then figure out a way to survive and you know capitalize on that current world you can't just sit there and complain about everything nothing's gonna happen well you're starting to see the numbers on the back end and maybe some guys are looking at some type of graphs about where is it the busiest for us where is it slowing down where should we start applying more staff or how can we make things easier in general for sure i mean the good thing is that if you're a numbers guy or girl Operator, if you're a numbers operator, way to be inclusive, and you should be right, both inclusive and a numbers operator. Yep. Right. You you should know your numbers. You should see who's coming in and who's coming out, and your trends and all yeah. that stuff. If you're not paying attention to that stuff, it's impossible you, to make good decisions. You got it close because yeah. you're 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 behind the times, you know. But the good part is, about two months ago, three months ago, we we had numbers based on a different world, and literally nothing to fall back on. Now with four months we can start seeing some trends inside that small world and you can kind of go back and see what's going on. So it's going to enable you if you're, again, if you're paying attention to start making decisions inside that world based on the numbers and based on the science so that you can specifically, what kind of decisions are you talking about? Hours are a big one, right? Hours are a big one. And I've noticed that 
It's gonna sound weird to say, but my quality of life has improved dramatically. Since? Since this whole thing happened. And you say that because? One, because I have not gotten the COVID virus. <laughs> so <laughs> my family has been healthy. Right. You know, and all that stuff. So I haven't had an, an actual physical decrease in quality yes. of life. Um, and hopefully we keep it that way. Continue to be careful. But quality but, of life changes in terms of the pivot. It's, it changes in terms of the pivot. What we've noticed now and what we can track in numbers is that the people are not going out as late and staying out as late and burning as long. Mm. So, you know, we used to have table times. You know, let's say theoretically we're talking about a 90 minute turn on a table mm -hmm. or a 90 minute stay at the bar and that would run you you know let's say dinner service was like six o'clock you could maybe get two turns on the dinner and three turns at the bar you know and we're open till midnight right so you get two or three two turns on the floor full turns three turns at the bar and then that last hour or so you get a couple of trickling what's happening now is people are in and out a little quicker because they're not lingering Getting in, eating, drinking, and leaving because they don't want to stay in a, in a place. They want to move and keep it going. So you have an ability to make a couple more turns mm -hmm. or the same amount of turns inside of a shorter time. And that's also dependent on the way that your restaurant's set up and formulated. For sure. Where, you know, in Stanford, we have all the outdoor patios with the tents and whatnot up where people can kind of just sit outside and enjoy a breeze. They'll try to sit there for way longer than 90 minutes, in which those places have really instilled a 90-minute cap on how long you can actually stay at a restaurant and right. sit and have drinks. So everyone can kind of get a turn and not just sit on waitlist forever. Right. And then, but the other thing is that people aren't out as late. So where was you, we used to be open until midnight on the weekends. Mm. We're open until 10 now, and there's really nothing going on after 10. Like, we can stand here for another two hours. Maybe one person would come in, two people. And that's what we were talking about. There's like specific times when people want to eat. They've just gotten in the habit of eating dinner yeah. at six, seven o'clock, and eating that's what it early, is. Eating early, going out early, yeah. and heading in for the night a little earlier. And that, you know, that's when I say it's gone to our quality of life. We can close at ten now. Yep. We can get close to the numbers that we were doing, closing at ten, shaving two hours off the back end of the day, shaving an hour off the front end of the day because it's a little later. Also at lunch, people are coming in at twelve instead of eleven. Um, you shave those three hours. That's less of a workday for for, for people. Yeah. You know, everybody that's got to be like myself is here, open to close sometimes, or Dan, our our GM's here, uh, open to close sometimes. It's a shorter day. Closing Mondays because you know realize you can kind of consolidate that. So now we're Sunday. I'm off Sunday and Monday, two days off consistently. That's beautiful. Shorter hours during the, during the week. It's it's kind of, it's nicer. Yeah. Like, and then you're able to focus more when you are here because you're not feeling drained out. Yeah, and when we come in, yeah. the, the high peak times are high peak times and we get in, we do what we got to do and get out of here. My energy is fully invested the whole time instead of lagging at the end. Yeah. And, and, that's, and that's great too in the sense that you have the ability to do it as a primary restaurant that has a handful of beers on tap. So you don't have the guys that are trying to come out at 2 a.m. and have their nightcap now. Right. So like the guys that are though in that bar industry where they do have solid actual just like I'm a bar or a pub in that sense, those people are still coming out at those weird hours kind of. Maybe not until 4 a.m. anymore. Like you said, it's an earlier day than you would typically see. But you're still getting that weird rush at 12.30 or that 1 a.m. rush where guys are like kind of popping out. And by rush, I mean that's the 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 tipping point, I guess, right. of the, the business that actually comes out. So, like, 
everyone's involved in some different area and some different style of restaurant or bar business. So everyone's kind of seeing their own changes as the time goes on. And I, I think hopefully they're marking these changes down to see when and where they can save some money or maybe where they can make a little bit more money by trying to stack that area of time where you're really peaking to get a couple more bodies into the building if you can. You read, read my notes. I got secret <laughs> sexy notes over here, you know? Well, I'm, I'm just trying but, to stay informed. You but, can't uh, read that handwriting anyway. But no, I think I got it. I'll say the, it. you know, the other night we closed pretty early on the strip where right now the sun goes down at like 8.30 or something ridiculous almost. I'm only lightly exaggerating. Uh, but with that said, we closed the kitchen down at 7 o'clock at night. Like 7 o'clock at night is like primetime dinner for a lot of people. So let me ask a, a question because this will lead into something I've, I've been concerned about. Does Connecticut have the same rule? Of eating and drinking as New York does, you have to eat if you're drinking. Yeah, yeah. But is anybody respecting that? No, we're not uh, enforcing we are, it. I am. We are. <laughs> I don't see anywhere enforcing it. If you ask, the answer is yes. If you come in to a place and you're just getting booze, then so, you're just having drinks. Then, in my follow-up question, has has Connecticut sent out the same multitude of emails and threatening letters through their SLA talking about a new task force and this and that and making sure that people are upholding these these laws and stuff like that. I haven't heard anybody say anything because about that. Because New York, specifically Papa Cuomo, <laughs> is dead fast amongst keeping everybody in line and keeping everybody in the rules. We've, we've received, we talked about it last show, yeah. we keep receiving them, hey, reminder, this is what's allowed, this is what's not allowed. Um, you know, if you come in, you have to eat and drink. We can't just serve you drinks. It's just completely reminded every single week as a follow-up from the SLA. Have you heard of people getting caught broken, breaking these rules so far? I haven't. In the immediate area, no. Yeah. Um, not the most recent set of rules. I do know of a couple of places that lost their liquor license early on for not... For not following the lockdown rules? For not following the lockdown rules yeah. and letting people in the bar and, and drinking when you weren't supposed to, which is, I guess, a little bit different. You know, we were not supposed to have anybody inside, and, and these bars had people just sitting yeah. at the bar. You know, they just decided to be open when no one else was. And for me, I don't really care if you if you lost your liquor license because yeah, you're, you're blatantly you're like, breaking you're the like, rules, dude. Like we're all listening, and you're breaking the yep. rules, trying to make a dollar. What makes your dollar more important than mine? Yeah, at that point? like you know, go screw. I don't care that you lost your liquor license. You know, listen. But at the same time, now I'm I'm a little peeved when we're going. You know, we're by the book. You have to do this. Yep. You have to do that. We're listening to every single rule they put out there, and then. You know, you see other bars and other places that are being lax and just letting things go. They're potentially you, ruining it for they're everybody. They're potentially ruining it for everybody, yeah. and then we have to carry this torch yep. even longer. You know, when we're the ones trying to say, I wanted to uh, send a suggestion to Papa Cuomo and say, why don't you put like a highlight every week and say, you know, restaurant X is doing the correct thing. Right. You know, check them out. This is how you do this. You know, and put it up. That would be an awesome highlight to have for people that are concerned. Of you know, how to follow the rules. Yeah, probably. and yeah. he can go out if, just as much as he's against it to highlight those places and like let's commend restaurant X or whatever yeah. for you know exemplary performance through this. You know, Have you thought about putting together like a document of how you're abiding by these rules to potentially help people out? I mean, we have a document in house, but I'm talking about like publishing it for you know. Um, no, because we, we used one that was already published. Fair enough. So, uh, David Chang. Yeah, that's right? exactly what I was about to bring up. He published a nice little handbook for everybody who was interested yeah, on which how was, to abide by these rules. Which was awesome. Yeah. You know, David Chang's a Momo Fuku. Yeah, Fuku, yeah, yeah. Um, 
boop, boop. And he did like this whole big thing. It was like perfectly, you know, well thought out. And he just put it on there. He's like, listen. Yeah, he put it up on Instagram. Yeah, he put it on his Instagram. He's like, links yeah. in my bio, download it, use it. We had this whole team to develop this thing, you know, which probably probably cost him a, cost him a yeah. good amount of dollars and a good amount of labor hours. But I'm sure he had the same mentality as you is if I'm going to do this properly, at least let me show everybody else yeah. how to do it properly yeah. so I we mean, can so move the, forward. You know, so the resources are there for yeah. people to, to do the right thing. And it's, it's it, it's annoying to some extent to when have people do the wrong yeah thing. when we're doing the right thing and we I turn my I turn on Instagram and I see so and so has got a packed bar you know and this and yeah. I'm like yo you're not supposed to be doing this right now right you know and and this is gonna lead to Florida you know for us I I get what you're saying I agree with what you're saying but devil's advocate you know how many kids cheated in class. And yeah, like, nobody died when the kids cheated in class. This is true. How do we know that somebody didn't use the caterpillar the wrong way and change the fulcrum levels and kill a dude on the job site? You know, I don't, I'm just saying, you know, for a, a loose basis. I know there's a lot boot camp. But like, yeah, I get what you're saying. Like, I'm watching with... the guys break the rules all day long, yeah. too. And yeah, they're just struggling just as much as everyone else to put an extra dollar in their pocket. Is it the correct thing to do? No. But also, am I kind of watching them, you know, stay open the extra hour? And kind of still abide by some rules and nobody's saying anything. So they're like, fuck it. Let's stay open. You know, an extra the, hour. Fun, the funny part is I'm curious to see how their numbers um, progress as they go forward. Because what people don't realize is there's a good amount of people that actually do give a shit about, you know, rules being followed and right. cleanliness and procedures being correct. And those are the people that probably won't go to the restaurant. Yeah, that are like and we're early now. Rules. And maybe somebody that's like, all right, I'll go check it out. You know, it seems like everybody's doing the right thing. And then they walk into that place and they see they see carelessness going on or not the right rules being followed or a bartender not wearing a mask or whatever. And maybe they're turned off by it and they don't say anything, but they're like, you know what, I'm not ready to go I'm back out. Back there. Yeah. And then those numbers go down overall for everybody because they had one bad experience at someone who doesn't want to follow the rules correctly. So sure. you don't know that those people, like you might think they're fine just because what this table over here is okay with breaking the rules. That table over there is not okay with breaking yep. the rules, right? And, and just because you're letting, back. just because you're letting table three break the rules, you're upsetting table one, and they're they're not going to come back. And you might lose them, not just during, you know, COVID. You but might lose them as a customer. Period. Yeah. And I, I get that. Um, the other thing I was going to say too was that when we're looking at these skews of when to stay open, when to close. Uh, there's always an argument about if you start closing early one day, then the people that are there that saw you close early that one day will always just think that you close early that day, and you'll never be able to stay open later again. So where guys are trying to cut labor and start closing restaurants down a little bit earlier because they think maybe that there's no demand there at that point, you'll never ever get the demand there well, at that extra hour if you keep cutting it. Well, that's where you really got to pay attention to your numbers. Though. Yeah. You can't just make a decision one day. You know, you have to let your numbers dictate what you're doing and then weigh the staying open versus the staying closed. If you're going to if you're going to save $200 an hour versus the $130 check you might get, you know, then you then you got to make the call, but you can't make that call because last Saturday was slow. No. You know, correct. you have to make that call because the last month of numbers on the Saturdays. The last month of numbers on Saturday showed a trend. Yeah. And now you can make a small adjustment. And you make a small adjustment, and then you follow the trend, and then you can make another adjustment. But you can't just be like, all Saturdays are the same. We didn't have business today. You know? We're now yeah. closing down early on a Saturday. Right. Um, and you, then we're getting into summer, too, which, you know, 
you gotta still respect the time of the years. Although, you know, no one's really sure what that track is gonna be, whether people are traditionally the end of July. Traditionally right now is over, right? right. Summer's over. Everybody's gonna start taking time off, going going on vacation, doing whatever and you know, and the in the in the real world right now we'd be kind of in the regular world. Yeah, we'd be dogging out the rest of summer preparing for the for fall, fall bo- yeah. the fall boom right now. But uh not a lot of people not the same amount of people are gonna start the vacation like they normally would. Um so people have to kind of gauge that. And you don't know where where these numbers are gonna go. As numbers go up, every time Dr. Fauci gets out there and has like a grim outlook on yeah. something, your numbers are gonna go down. Whether you realize it or not, you have to pay attention to the narrative because there's there's a there's a there's a silent group of people that are not gonna weigh in that will that will listen to that narrative. So you have to play it like if that if it looks like everybody's numbers are blowing up, those people are gonna knock they're gonna stay in. Yeah. If it looks like those numbers are going down, those people might feel comfortable. So those that's like a new number that you have to play into your projection. This is all part of making an informed decision and taking yeah. into account like everything that's going on yeah. in your environment. For sure. Yeah. Are you going on to uh, say like a Tuesday, a Wednesday, a regular day? How long of a wait are you possibly going into for seating inside? Uh, we have a zero wait because we went to a reservation system. Okay. Um, so if I walk up here and I'm like, yeah, yeah I want to eat. We either have like, a table yeah. or we tell you when the next table will be available. Okay. But we don't have you wait in the restaurant. Are you, are you mostly full capacity at like 6 o'clock Sorry, on the week, no. Tuesday? No, you could pretty so you much could get a, a table. We encourage people okay. to do the reservation just because right. you want to know. Stay sure. organized. And Correct. it's free. Like, who cares? It's not, we're not charging you or whatever. Yeah. You know, but um, if you walk in on Tuesday, if we have a table open, we'll put you down at the table. If we don't, we're going to say, I have a table open at 8.15. And then take your information down, put the reservation in, and you have to go. You you can't wait. So we've talked about it before with the, the Blind Pig boys. Um, that's not a gang, by the way. Blind Pig was a cocktail <laughs> bar. Like a and, and we gang, brought man. the boys in. We talked to them about it. A Don't say it was. They're back. still there, bro. Yeah, they are still there. I was just there over the weekend. Um, however, I'll say that real estate, and when I say real estate, I mean having tables occupied or having bar stools filled, it looks good. It makes people want to come to you. It makes people want to sit there. They feel like they're in the happening place, in the happening environment. And when other people are around them having a great time, laughing, having their conversations, you feel included into the bigger picture of things. So, you know, right now, too, where there's maybe not as many people running around and going out, and you said it before, too, Just where when people were not allowed inside the restaurants and we're all standing around outside, you had a handful of new people that said, I live here, I've never come here before. What's all the hoopla yeah. about? Because now they saw, you know, your support, your essential support staff to some extent, sitting outside gathering and they're saying, hey, that's the place I gotta go. So it's, I think it's really important at this point too, to put that perception up there. In some restaurants where we're all big and in catacombs, we should, to some extent, still sit people t- sort of near other people or within sightline of other people. That way they don't feel like they're just in a super empty spot. I have four catacombs in Tegin. And with that... And that's the design, huh? It is the design. And it is open to some extent, so you can still see across the way. But you don't want to sit one person all the way in the back and then just have one person all the way in the front where maybe you don't have to. I'm not saying sit them on top of each other's laps. No, I, I get what you're saying. You're trying to com- create like a community sort of ambiance or whatever. It's weird though, because you think that right now maybe maybe that is what people want, you know, to kind of go out and be served but not be around other people. 
Not to be directly on top of them, like you said, but if you're at least in the sight line of somebody else or another table, you you know you're not alone, and that kind of adds into the experience. For a sure, bit. I, I thought that would actually be. A, I thought it would actually be a benefit for Dagi in the way it's laid out. That it is kind of yeah, but so you walk separate. in and it feels like such an empty environment on the inside. Yeah, you know the the front of the place where the patio is. Uh, when that's just like three, four people on there, that patio feels bumping. And you're right next to all the other restaurants on the strip, and their patios are bumping. You feel like you're in the right spot. If you walk in though, and it's super quiet, you feel weird and out of place. Like, oh, I wasn't expecting this based upon what the outside looks like. I think we're seeing that in a lot of places yeah. though. Because I you, think people are expecting that, and they're not yeah. like thrown off by it. That's like just the, like the inside the is the secondary choice right now. Yeah. So if you, if you, I think you go a lot of places and see a full outside and then a pretty empty pretty inside. Empty inside. Yeah. You know, with, with that being said, and uh, you know, to circle loosely around this story to tie things in. I was witnessing kind of working the other day, uh, a patron that comes in, maybe she's foreign. I don't care what she is. She didn't leave a tip the first time she was in the building. Okay, cool. I don't care if somebody leaves a tip or not. To me, it's keeping the restaurant occupied. It's showing real estate and we need that to bring more people in. You, you care a little bit. I honestly don't care if somebody doesn't leave a tip. Care a I move bit. on to the next one. That's it. That's it. And I think you get that from the high volume bar mentality where it's like, just turn over, turn and burn, keep it coming. Maybe. Uh, if I had a table sitting here and they sat here for 60 minutes as a server and I had a four table section and they didn't leave a dollar on top, then yeah, I would definitely care. Uh, but that's not the case right now in this time. We're all pooling anyway, so it doesn't really matter. I was just going to ask, are you in a pool system yep. or not? Okay. Totally. So she comes in again another day, also doesn't leave a tip. Sorry, just to sidebar that for a second, we were talking about, talking about pooling. When you were at... Uh, I knew when you were at Manhattan. Manhattan, right? How did, that pool was that? Was that a daily pool or a weekly? No, I believe it was for the week. It, it went week by week. week. Yeah, and yeah. was your pay period weekly? Yeah. Okay, so it was one pay period. Yeah. Pulled up in the shift. Yeah. So the revenue share worked for whatever shifts you were on schedule for that period of the week. You would get a percentage of you that. basically got like an hourly rate based yeah. on whatever. Okay. Sorry, go ahead. I was so just now curious. take the real estate. <laughs> take the real estate equation. Take the fact that the young lady that was there didn't leave a tip twice. Again, I could care less. Uh, now it's a hot summer day. We have four tables on the patio. Maybe two of them were getting up, so we were about to look pretty empty again on the front patio, which you don't want to look because then nobody's going to come. They're going to say, what's wrong with that place? And as these two young ladies approach, one of them being the one that came in a few times, and uh, her friend, who, by the way, they were both wearing adorable summer outfits, to, to say the least. They come to That's sit on really the patio. That's information to no, the No, it is very important information because I'm selling sex here. <laughs> okay. okay. With you that know, said, they you come... Know, you know you sell, sell sex. sex. Yeah. They yeah. come over to sit at a table in which the table that she wanted to sit in had two empty tables directly right next to it. Now, to me, all this says is, now these two young ladies are going to be solo at a table. They're going to sit down. They're going to have drinks, smoke a cigarette, whatever they're doing, relaxing. Two guys are going to come in, or two groups of guys are going to come in, and they're going to sit next to those girls at some point because they're just walking up and down a busy avenue street where everyone's sitting outside. Only if those guys outside. are buying sex, right? Only if those guys are buying sex, which there's none that are not. <laughs> and they would sit down next to her. So I'm thrilled because now I know we're almost guaranteed to get two more tables in the moment these two girls sit down. And I don't even care that they're not going to tip. And I know Is it, it not a good enough place to just get tables? 
There's no place that's a good enough place to get tables. That's not true. We don't have to, like, stick a girl outside to get a table. Yeah, they're not coming to Merrick. They're going to go to a city where they know that there's going to be, like, a bunch of chicks running around. No, but what I'm saying is the the place doesn't hold up itself where it needs... Like, guys, a dude wouldn't just want to go there? No, solo guys are going out to find girls. That's what we do. Uh, uh, you've been married for a long time. I, I forget, <laughs> but this is what we do. It's what we all used to do. So you don't go out just to eat or drink? You go no, out to... Guys don't go out to just do that. Okay. Anyway... So here was, here's what happens. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I, I never went out looking for girls. Okay, anyway, so this <laughs> is what happens. <laughs> I know. My entire game was built on the preface, pref, preface, 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 premise that I didn't have to. I love it. I love it. I just went where I wanted to go. Because you wanted to be there, not because there'd be females yeah, there. Yeah, and then, yeah. you know, they would... They would just be there. They would just be there. Strong Armenian blood there. <laughs> uh, so the young lady goes up to the table... And she's not happy that these girls are back, considering she hasn't gotten tipped in the last two days. Proceeds to essentially ask them to leave. And I'm kind of at a wow, because I just knew that we were going to have two more tables that were going to rack up a bill. Okay. Uh, rack, up a, <laughs> rack up a bill at some point. And now this was out the window. And guess what we had left? One single table. Patio was dead for like two hours after that. I find it amazing that the management is the yeah. one that was like, you didn't tip, you have to leave. That's kind of ridiculous, because they're kind of taking money out of your pocket at that point, because maybe the girl's friend was going to tip. I, it, it, first, you don't know, right? You, you don't, don't know, know yeah. and it could provide a whole better experience of more tables coming in, because bodies bring bodies. When you want to simplify it, it doesn't matter if it's a girl body or a boy body, okay, Justin? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm on the side of let her stay. <laughs> like, I don't understand yeah, why you have to crazy. You know, for me, for the management to make that move, it's, it just seems a little crazy. And I get it. Like, for me, like, I don't care. There's twofold to me. I don't care if a person tips or not on the basis that they're coming to the restaurant. But I do care because I want the staff to do as best as they can. Like, right. I don't want them to come in and not make money because then, you know, it leads to a bad environment. But I would never go to, hey, you know, tip, get out yeah. of here. Because it's just taking money right out of your pocket. Yeah. And, and as a server or something, you sign up for this risk business where you don't know what is going to be coming in. Or yeah, when a guy leaves a $100 tip on a, on a $50 check, you know, it's not, we don't call him back in say, hey, can you? <laughs> well, <laughs> we probably that, yeah. should start <laughs> doing that. <laughs> well, yeah, it depends on the situation. You never know. All right, enough of that. You have any stock in the back that's just extra stuff that needs to go? Just like uh, things that you've maybe ordered pre-pandemic that now you're sitting on because you haven't been able to make those cocktails the same way. Not not anymore because I went through it. But generally we don't we don't do that because we order correctly based on the numbers. Okay, but say, happened, say something happened, right? Like we did it in the beginning of yeah. Say you had a crazy had a cocktail on a cocktail list. Whip up, whip up some slushes that use some weird. But you know you know why he doesn't spirits. make mistakes because he pays attention to the numbers. He follows the trends. Numbers. You know. Asshole. The mistakes are not always your problem. Yeah, like the COVID Terrible wasn't a mistake. Thing to say. No, I, had, I understand. I I'm 20, not talking about that. I had 20 <laughs> barrels of beer and no one to drink them. So, you know, in, in the event okay. that maybe guys are sitting on stock, they don't know what to do with it. It's as simple as opening Google, right? I mean, we know how to make basic cocktails. We know how to use some of the formulas where, you know, it might be your sweet, your bitter, and then your spirit. You know, that typically forms a right. drink. Um, a lot of times on the most basic factors of things. But now, say you've got something in the back that was kind of your fall cocktail that you thought you were going to have. You no longer have it because there's not as many people traveling through the building you're seeing on stock. How do you maybe reinvent something and make a summer drink out of it? I'll tell you. 
No, you ready for this, Just? Oh, I thought it was. I thought you were asking. Yeah, that, that was a really That's tricky a, question. I'll tell, oh, I'll tell. No, I'll tell you. Right. It was rhetorical. Uh, there's a trick out there that a lot of bartenders maybe use. Maybe they don't know about it yet. It's the Flavor Bible. Oh, so pick up the Flavor Bible. Bible. I thought you were gonna say Google. It's one of the most fantastic books out there as a cheat reference, just to find what goes well with something else. Is this book the I book give you that bananas. you got the blue cheese and scotch from? Blue cheese and scotch might be in that book. If, you, book? if yeah. you break scotch down well, into something saying, else This smoking. is the book where you got so blue cheese say, and scotch as a combination, if I say I'm pineapple, not If you, you say, say pineapple, I'm going to tell you peanuts. And I would assume peanuts might be in that book. Pineapple and peanuts, bro. What if I say tra- dragon fruit? I don't know. Dragon fruit actually doesn't really have a lot of flavor. It doesn't. It no. looks crazy. That's what it's for. But there's like nothing. Exactly. It's <laughs> very minimal in flavor. But Newham's, right? Yep. I tell you banana. What pairs well with banana? Chocolate. What else? Vanilla. Broccoli. Apples. Broccoli. Why? Just, we're flavor bibling right now. Apples no, no, but explain why. There's got to be a reason why those two. I know. I'm saying what goes well. But, uh, I wasn't attaching them to each other. I was just saying also oh. broccoli. What goes well with broccoli? I thought cocktail? you were saying bananas and yeah, broccoli. Yeah, that's, that's what I, I, was, I, wasn't, I wasn't doing that. Judging the flavor Bible even more. No, no, no. no. But okay. broccoli, maybe you'll see almonds in there. Chicken. Sliced almonds, broccoli, it works. And, uh, you say broccoli, I say chicken with pork fried rice. Are we sure, talking? we know that. We Cocktails know that, are though. just food combinations, though. Don't look at it from a cocktail perspective. Okay. It was written by a chef. Gotcha. You know that is, Jay likes food in his cocktails. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> he does. But it was written by a chef, and at the end of the day, it's an easy cheat code to have behind the bar to find things that pair well. So if you're sitting on some bullshit in the back that you can't move, you can just go look just up whatever that main ingredient is, whip out the flavor Bible, and it will give you a whole list of pairings to it, and maybe you could formulate that into something that feels summery, maybe light and delicious. I've got to throw in for our uh, less religious restaurant workers, there's also something called the Flavor Matrix, which does basically the same thing as the Bible does, but you know. How, and they present it where you just go into something? Yeah, ingredients, flavors, and they tell you what pairs with it, what contrasts with See? it, why it works as well. And you know. those cheat codes work behind the bar all the time because at the end of the day, we're the sh- chefs of liquid, right? To some extent. Oh, uh, Newt just looked down on me so hard right now. I didn't look down. I looked up so I could think about what you just said. <laughs> chefs of liquid. Chefs of liquid. Okay. It's just call it a bartender. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I, we do similar things, or you or, do similar things maybe or in fancy, the kitchen. Fancy mixologist is the fancy word for bartender. I don't know what you like. You got to say chefs yeah, I hate of that liquid. Word. But he was trying to feel included. He was trying to feel included. That sounds actually pretty damn badass. We're chefs of liquid, so you write don't a book fuck called about Chefs of Liquid. But liquid you, chefing? Have you not ever done Yo, but shit I in agree. the back of the house? I agree. You gotta look it up, pair the flavors together, get put some together. We made a bunch of slushes just to do that same thing because yeah. slush was the hot word. So, you know, whatever we yeah. made in the slush was going to pour out. We can run through some inventory. You know, take that instead of ordering new stock, take some of that back stock, get some cash out of it. Correct. But. Time is, you know, the real currency there, too, where you're saving a ton of it by just going right into the encyclopedia, looking at the whole entire page of ingredients that work with that. That way you don't have to spend time testing it yourself. Is this a sponsored? No, but I should get no, this. Jay, Jay loves the flavor. I Bible. do love, I love the flavor. Bible. Bible. He's been talking about it for years. Yeah, big fan. Big no, fan. Not sure why, but, you know, whatever. All right, but we got, you know, that's a, a way to get some things going that you might be sitting on in the back of the house and... Anything summary, especially if you have an outside area, will completely sell instantly, and you'll get rid of two cases, three cases, whatever it is in the back of the house. Speaking of which. I think that's been a pretty good talk, guys. Yeah, I had to lead in, but I didn't. 
Going on vacation <laughs> next week. Going, I'm going up to Maine on Sunday. Oh, good for you. And I got another. I got an, well, just on Sunday to help move. Oh. That's not good. And, <laughs> yeah, that isn't good. You know, yeah. I mean, it'll be all right. I'll you're, go see my dad. You know, see me. I'm helping move. He just bought a house in Maine. Beach house. Nice. Gonna be sick. Labor Day weekend. But anyway, week of work. One day in Maine. Another week of work, and then I'm down ashore for the week. Go out while you're there because I'm notes. keeping my vacation. I don't care what everybody else does. I'm <laughs> keeping my midsummer vacation. I'm gonna pretend like I just it's busted ass for the last yeah, three months. It's important to like maintain your schedule, keep some sense of normalcy to it all. You know what I'm saying? So next week, double episode. Oh shit! Algorithms. Algorithms. Good talk, guys. See you out there. Don't forget to smash that like and subscribe button because you know algorithms. <laughs> <laughs>